Aloha mai kāko, a uh, ova o Emily, a uh, mahalo nui ya oi no kau ho olohe ana mai ke ia lola ho o Hawaiian at home. This is a podcast of what it's been like for for me and uh, and my family learning Hawaiian, uh, mostly at home and in the community, finding mentors wherever we can, and just um, trying to perpetuate the language through our children and through the way we live our life. So. We're excited to have on the podcast today my husband Maluhia, who's been on the podcast many times before. Yes, but I thought it would be—I've been going—I've been doing a series of like interviewing people and, and getting kind of their thoughts, and so I wanted to do that more of less of a conversational style with my husband and more of an interview style, getting his thoughts and opinions. So, Malu, would you like to give a little intro about yourself? Uh, yeah. what am I supposed to say? Well, tell I the new married. listeners a little bit about you. A little bio. I mean, our story is similar, but she just said that we learned the language mostly at home. So, I mean, I was initially self-taught, maybe about a year's worth of teaching myself using different kinds of books and uh, anything else I could find online. And every day, we would kind of try to talk back and forth, so it lasted for about a year. Uh, eventually, I found uh, some kind of mentors that I could speak with. I uh, found other people or friends to speak with. Um, eventually, I took a class, uh, which was a 401 class. That was the first class I ever took for Hawaiian language. Um, yeah, that's my, I guess, the language background. I now have a bachelor's degree in it. Still learning. Uh, the majority of what I have learned, to be honest, has been outside of school. So I'm a huge believer in uh, self-teaching. It's extremely underrated. If you're good at teaching yourself anything, uh, you can apply it to a language. So you can teach yourself Hawaiian. Uh, there's a limit to it, obviously, because you'll need somebody better than you to kind of, uh, like a mentor to, to raise you to the next level. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah. And Malu has a social media account. Well, a few different on a few different platforms where he, he shares, he, he, I wouldn't say teaches, I'd more say share, uh, short <laughs> phrases, things you can use in everyday types of situation and speech. So that's maybe where you've seen his face on his, on his account call a lot but the reason why thank you for introducing yourself the reason why i am having malu on the podcast today is because something i've always admired about malu is his how would you phrase it i don't know your 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 <laughs> i obviously admire it very much <laughs> i admire your firm like you're <laughs> this is really bad I feel I like can... you're just you're making something up now <laughs> no. you forgot what it was just, that you made it's up stone cold. I'm trying to not say like a stone cold <laughs> stone hearted killer kind of a thing that's see it there I don't know what that implies I've always admired that you are not you don't make emo necessarily emotional decisions you're, things happen and you're not emotionally compromised what am I trying to say here do you, can you help me out, maybe? I'm resilient. I'm logical. I, You're I don't logical. Know. Um, 
maybe we'll just find out as we okay as we go through but the reason why i wanted to bring up this topic is because as we've been learning hawaiian since the very beginning i noticed that things that affected me on an emotional level like fear pressure all those things didn't affect him necessarily so that's that's kind of what i'm trying to trying to get at but uh maybe can do you well so let's just start with that question do you ever get scared nervous embarrassed yeah i'm a human being (laughs) (laughs) i experience all those things (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's the only that's the answer yes well can you think of the last time that you were embarrassed about something not that i did that made you feel embarrassed because i know you have a lot of those no i can't think of one right now How about the last time you felt scared or anxious or pressure, under pressure? Preferably in a Hawaiian language sphere. Uh, Anxious and under pressure. I mean, I gave, uh, I was invited to to speak. um, The Department of Kamehameha Schools asked me to speak. And I was in front of teachers, dozens and dozens of teachers from all different islands. All immersion school or in education, dealing with the Hawaiian language. So that was, that I got some anxious anxiety from that, and I was obviously under pressure. Anytime you have to give a speech in front of a bunch of people that you don't know, that will create anxiety. Mm-hmm. What do you do in those situations? Uh, I think I just kind of talked myself through it. Of just, I know that I'm feeling anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? I'm feeling anxious because I'm going to give a talk in front of all these people and uh i may be feeling a little inadequate why are you feeling inadequate i just i literally will talk myself through it so that i can deal with all the real emotions or the anxiety that i'm feeling so once i get down to the root of it then it's really not as bad as i thought i think i think well that's interesting it's really not as bad as you thought Mm -hmm. like yeah i think yeah the, re- the initial like emotional reaction and you're, you're feeling really anxious gets the better of a lot of people and for me I just always think of it as this is like my the way that my body and mind are manifesting this kind of fear or pressure and I just have to talk my mind and body through it of it's 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 normal but but uh it doesn't have to be so extreme that it's debilitating. So I just, I don't know, that's all I do is just talk myself through it and get down to the root of it. And then I realize, oh, I, but, but, but my mind has to realize it, hmm. right? I, my, I have to mentally understand what's going on. Then my body can catch up and go, oh, right, right, okay, well. And then obviously when you start, for, for instance, with me giving that, that lecture, once you get started, then your body and mind really start to realize, yeah, this is fine. I'm just talking about stuff that I know. And then the anxiety slowly dissipates for me that way. So you, you're turning 28 this week. Happy birthday. That's true. <laughs> and you're still, you mean, we're pretty young. You're pretty young. But you've already had incredible opportunities to speak in front of teachers and schools mm-hmm. and... Uh, you're teaching a class right now, a college class too. 
and <laughs> you Hosa two or two classes <laughs> two classes mm -hmm. and you have been around native speakers you've been able to go to uh nihao and so you've been in a lot of situations with well i mean you've been in some i would say more than most more than me mm -hmm. situations with different kinds of speakers so tell me what you see is usually the biggest thing that people get anxious about what is holding people back in whether it's your students fellow peers mm. when you were in school that you have overcome because i want to find mm. out how you've overcome that but maybe you see it in others like like sometimes for me and, and when i do i'm like oh this person's making the rookie art mistake here of doing this yeah so that that's kind of what i'm thinking of like what do you see other people who are starting out they always fall in this rut What's one thing? One thing. I think there's a lot of reasons. I think the main one is they get in front of themselves and they won't move out of the way. Like they're they're hindering themselves. It's almost never. Well, I mean, there are some people, but I think. Hmm, I think generally, for most people, it's themselves. They have an insecurity they haven't dealt with, so obviously when. They're learning a language that's, it's foreign, it's something new, they're not super comfortable in it, and then you mix that with people that are around them that may be better speakers, or people that are very judgmental, which only, only feeds into their, their inadequacies, or their, their insecurities, and things like that. Okay, well, so it's themselves, that's going to be one. Well, let's pinpoint a specific one. You can, you don't have to give a name, but think of maybe a person and a specific something that's holding them back. And we're going to want you to kind of like walk me through it of how you would deal with that. It could be one of my own. It's hard. It's really because there's so many factors. I'm having a hard time picking just one. It's just a, it really is dependent on so many things. Like, like if, if you went to. I mean, maybe you're 10 years old and you and you finally get into a, an immersion school, but you never were there before. All right, so you're going to be very behind somebody who's been there since they were three and in a language school like that. So you're all automatically outcasted. So let's say you take a break or you, you leave that school for six years or whatever, then you go to college and you jump into that same realm where everybody's been learning language for however many years and then there's a group of you that have taken some years on and off so that you know there's that kind of person there's there's a kid who's been in immersion their, their whole lives but every time they get in front of any teacher they're afraid they're going to be corrected so they're afraid to make a mistake okay let's talk about that one then i want to dial in on a specific mistake. one so how okay. about that because I, I personally experienced that when I get in front of people I consider to be my superiors mm -hmm. because of a degree or because of their social presence or because or of their speaker. fame, because they're a native speaker. But actually, I, I, I wouldn't list them because they usually don't mm -hmm. make me feel that way. Okay. So we can talk about that later. But usually I would say professors, teachers, anyone in like a, a an academic level, um, anyone famous for that craft, mm -hmm. those are the two off the top of my head. Makes me feel worried about making a mistake, which actually makes me make more mistakes mm -hmm. because I'm so focused on not making mistakes. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm not even thinking about yeah. what I'm saying. So walk me through that. 
What, like a solution? Well, walk me through, you know, you talked about your process earlier. Walk oh, me I think, through getting oh, over that. For me, there's no bump. process there because you, you're, you've, you've lost the battle already before you even geared up for it. Why do you say that? Because you're thinking you're concentrating on the wrong thing. You're so concentrated on a mistake. Like the word mistake, the idea that you might make a mistake. That's the wrong way to go about it. You've already lost. The better way to think about it is, oh, have you made mistakes before? Mm-hmm. Are you going to make more? Yep. So it's no longer, uh, I'm going to do my best to not make a mistake because for the majority of the time, you make a lot of mistakes. Even I do. I've heard native speakers make mistakes. I mean, I do, I'm a native speaker of English. I make a lot of mistakes. Everybody's making mistakes linguistically. So, yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to overcome that. I'm just going to say, change your mindset. You will make mistakes. There's no getting around it. And that should not stop you. Uh, in fact, that should be, that, that's a common ground you have with whoever that is you're talking to. Because I can guarantee you, no matter who it is, that within five to ten minutes of talking to them, you're going to hear a number of mistakes. You're just so focused on yourself that you didn't realize it. But every one of my own mentors and uh, people that are better speakers than me in my own eyes make mistakes. I don't hold, I don't hold it against them. I don't sit there and criticize it. But I'm aware of it, and they are aware of my mistakes, I'm sure. So, you will make mistakes. You are just like everybody else. And uh, there's there's literally no speaker that I've ever, ever met or heard that doesn't make mistakes. So, it's a fallacy. There's no perfect speaker, so leave it alone. I mean, that's, that's the reality. So don't live in your, your, uh, distorted reality that there is a perfect speaker and you're talking to the perfect speaker at whatever point in time that is. And you don't want to make a mistake in front of that person. No, they all, they all make mistakes. And so do you. So we have a common ground that should link us, not divide us. What about, um, what about judging people? Oh, I think it's wonderful. It's a wonderful <laughs> practice. <laughs> because we're talking, I, I feel like this is the next, this is like the next way to go because you're talking about making mistakes where uh -huh. don't worry, everyone's going to make mistakes. Yes. That you say that it, in my head, it computes, but then there's this aspect of being afraid of what other people think, what they're, they're going to judge you for those mistakes. I mean, that's kind of on the back and I think to, to the making of mistakes is being judged, receiving a score, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So what do you have to say to that? And, and I'm going to put in a little, another little side note, but I really, really mean this, that well, it was a wonderful example. I mean, I wouldn't be asking him and except that I've watched him now for six years and he is in any of, in these kinds of situations he responds completely not how I would respond. He's calm, he's collected, he makes rational decisions, and what people say don't 
and the their uh, responses to him don't affect him in a way that would deter him from his path. So he is a really wonderful example. I just think you should all know that of, you know, of what he's saying. He lives by it. Okay, back to judging and what other people think. Who cares? Well, that's really easy to say. I care what people think. I mean, it's, yeah, we say that phrase, but it's, it really is. It's like, is there a reason why you should care what somebody who's extremely judgmental and critical to you? Should you really care what that person thinks? Do you need to care? Do you want to care? These are all questions that you should really ask. That's what it means when I say it. It's like, who cares? It's. Well, why do you think people care then? Those are great questions, but what about, why do you think people care what other people think? Just that they're, con- they're for that reason, they're, they're, they're concerned about what other people think about their, their image. They want to present the best version of themselves at all times and in all places. So it's, I think it's a... Is it like saying, is it almost like saying that what someone else thinks about me is maybe more accurate than what I think of myself? So I care what they think because that might be... I think it's a, I think it's just a defense mechanism. I think that... People are so people are constantly thinking what somebody thinks about themselves. Uh, maybe because they don't really want to get down to what they know about themselves, mm-hmm. and that, or maybe that they do then know themselves well enough, and that it's going to be exposed by this person or these people, and so they they're trying to appease and they're trying to persuade the people around them to think and view them as a particular person and have a particular personality and be skillful and thoughtful and all these good things i think they're just trying to focus on that it's just it's kind of the same thing with um mistakes like you're gonna make mistakes and people are going to judge you you judge people so is it that crazy to think that somebody might judge you what goes around comes around. It's just when it comes around to you, you don't like it. So then it goes back to the golden rule of treat others the way you want to be treated. If you don't like to be judged, then stop doing it. Have you been judged? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For everything. Have you been judged on your platform? For, yeah. Yeah, I've been judged on social media. What are some media. of the I've judgments judged... that you've gotten? Um... I don't know. I don't count them. Uh, you know, the funny thing is I, I hear a lot of them from other people. People don't direct. There's only been one person, I think, that's directly tried to tear me down. But the majority, now that I think about it, <clears throat> I hear from like a friend or a classmate who's like, hey, I heard this or I seen this. It was about you, I think. But it was vague. Da, 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 da. Um, one was actually a native speaker. That's the, something that maybe people don't know. Um, because I do talk about the Nihau community quite a bit and often. I talk about native speakers a lot. And so that's mostly them now. Well, most of our native speaker community is built up of them. But, I mean, they don't all like me. There's a good amount that do. I don't know all of them, not all of them know me, but there's definitely some that don't. So there was one who uh, I said a few things. One was that I wasn't pronouncing 
clearly enough or good enough that I needed to make that better. Meaning like it wasn't, he couldn't un like hear it, I guess. Like I was mumbling. That was one. Um, another time he said that he speaks better. <laughs> Which is probably are you true. Laughing? I mean, wait, are you laughing? Cause <laughs> I'm laughing because explain it's, why you're laughing. <laughs> it's probably true. Uh -huh. I mean, I've heard him speak. Because it could also be laughing like that's ridiculous, but no. you're laughing because it could be. It's... No, it's 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 probably true. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, he's he grew up around native speakers. He's probably does sound better. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that. I'm laughing because for whatever reason he feels that he has to put himself over me by trying to make jabs at me or tear at me. And it's funny because he's already there. He doesn't have to step over me. He's already over me mm. linguistically. He sounds better. He grew up around native speakers. There's no fight there. I, not I'm not going to win that fight. Mm -hmm. I already lost it. If, if, even if I tried to battle him with that, it's, it's done. There is no fight there. He just is better. So for, that's why I laughed. It's just, just, it's ridiculous that he, maybe for whatever reason, it seems like he feels challenged. Or and maybe then I'm he's getting trying to so put you attention. in. He thinks he needs to put you in your place. Maybe. But you're saying know. you already know you're in that place. Yeah, so that's why I laughed. Because that's on the high, if we play, put it on the hierarchy, he's, he's above me. He's my superior mm -hmm. when it comes to sound. So. It's funny that he he feels the need to try to come down and put me down. And I'm like, I'm already down here. Just leave me. You know, try to fight with somebody at your own level or above you. If you're trying to get higher, there's no reason for him to, to come down to my lowly level. Except for he's just a, a very negative person. He's he may be jealous that I'm getting a lot of attention. There's no real good reason is what I'm trying to get at. There's well, only like, I'm going to play a little devil, devil's advocate here, but maybe he's thinking, oh, you're leading away the flock. That's the people that are eyes on you. You could be misleading them with your poor pronunciation. Maybe, but... And... Okay, well, that could be true. But I would debate that with both speakers of the language now because some, some being better than me and then people learning uh rate me as a very good speaker among those that they hear i hear that extremely often through dms i get them in comments if you guys ever see those on my page um i've had students that have openly told me that i've had classmates so I've, I've heard it enough to make that claim i'm not gonna just make something up but i've heard enough people tell me that so if anybody so that makes me confident that i think i'm at least a a person that can be leading people i'm not the person i do wish and prefer that native speakers would be more um in front and pushing the movement for language but for whatever reason they're not but I, I, I'm definitely a person and being successful at it. And I think I'm a good speaker. I don't think I'm the greatest. So, and I think when, I, when, I, when I've uh, had conversations with people or heard people that are like, I can do that, I should be there. I, I have been learning longer. I'm like, then do it. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm a person. I'm one that is leading. Well, 
more people can join in. Mm-hmm. You know, so do it. You don't have to sit here and watch all my my content. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. I'm not gonna watch yours if I don't like it. I mean, that kind of answered my next question. But maybe you have some more thoughts on. <clears throat> so you've talked. You've shared now how you. Re- You've received these judgment calls from yeah. um, even the people you revere the most. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to ask you, how do you work through that? How do you take that and work through that? Well, I, you got to put people in their place and keep people in like the their so, the social structures that they belong in and, and uh, give them the respect that they deserve in the field that they are uh, most knowledgeable about so if it's a native speaker well if we're talking about just sorry what was the question again i'm lost you receive these judgments in general i mean you mentioned a few and there's a bunch that you probably didn't mention at all when you receive these types of judgments these voices of what people think about you how do you yeah how do you go on the next day how do you how do you internalize that it's pretty easy then the majority of people that leave comments love what i do they think I'm a great speaker amongst other second language speakers, which which I am. And there's I am a second language speaker. I am a second language, <laughs> which I am. Well, yeah. you can say it like that. No, I know you. Are you correcting just, my English? I'm a native no, no, speaker no. of English. You. No, I was clarifying a point. <laughs> Keep going. Um. No, I forgot what I was saying. Internal. Oh, he's a native. So with language, if it's a native speaker of Hawaiian, then. Uh, they're ranked pretty high. So if, if there's anything about language that they're going to say, I'll, I'll listen. If they're going to attack me being successful, um, maybe on social media, then I'll laugh at them because they have no experience of being successful. Putting out Hawaiian language content, uh, building a following maintaining a following putting out a podcast putting out videos uh putting out handouts handouts and we have a facebook group and all that stuff we do if they're not even doing half of those things and they want to have a they want (laughs) to leave their two cents on those things i will laugh because it's the out because they're being so extremely and bluntly audacious it's ridiculous um so if it's it's whoever you're talking to, I think I've told you before, like, you if if on. if your toilet breaks down, you're not gonna call your electrician, you're gonna call your plumber. Right. Mm-hmm. So. If somebody's criticizing me, who's revered in the Hawaiian language, Hawaiian language um, community, I'm gonna listen to them and how they speak. If they sound terrible. I will laugh. If they're trying to correct me about my sound, because I sound better. If it's maybe a if it's maybe a grammar thing, then I'll just say yeah, it was a mistake that I made, which we all make mistakes. So it's just kind of holding people in the places where they are. If you're gonna if you're gonna correct or you're gonna criticize anybody, then you should be in a position to do so. And for those who do criticize me and have no platform, they have no position of authority or mastery of the language or specifically what they're talking about, I laugh because it's ridiculous. 
if you know what you're talking about, then you'll have a shot with me listening. If not, it's just a joke. And I think that's something that everybody can apply. Just who is criticizing you? Are they really that good? Because let's be honest with you, a lot of the people that are extremely judgmental, critical, and just rude to um, speakers, they're really never that good. I have never met somebody that was so highly critical, rude to, to learners of the language that they felt were inferior and less than, that were actually amazing speakers. I don't think I've met one. Actually, wait, I think I met one. I'm not going to mention who it is. <laughs> but they're never really that good, just like I thought you guys know. I've been in either, I've been in like a classroom or a social setting where somebody just blatantly does that and criticizes or cuts somebody down and I'm like but you're not even that good so you have no right to tell this person what they should do because you have a long way to go before you can do that just keeping people in check mm -hmm. do you tell people what they need to do like in, in that same context of you, no. you're saying someone who would no. like maybe lash out or correct someone no you don't do that why um, because like what I said earlier, we all make mistakes. So this person is just making more mistakes because they're very early on in their learning. And as you get better, you make less and less. And there's specific ones too. There's very, you know, once you've learned, you get to a certain level, anything under your, anything that you have, I don't know, down really well, you can just, when you're talking to somebody, you can pick up like, oh, okay. So they're still struggling with this concept of when to use loa and when to use ki. So I can tell that they're very, they're maybe within their first two years of learning, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, and I think, I don't know if, I think I said this on your podcast before, but like, we're all infants when you learn a new language. Like the day you start learning, you, you're, it's like the first day you're out of the womb. You're starting to hear the language. You're starting to pick things up. So if somebody's been learning language for two years, like I said, you're just picking on like a two-year-old kid. I mean, they just started. You know, leave them alone. If they've been learning for 20 years and they're still making, uh, what is that, very uh, basic mistakes regularly, then maybe that's something you should probably bring up. Maybe they don't realize it or maybe they don't care. But, I mean, if they're just starting out, they're a few years on the language, they're like a kid, just leave them alone. They'll figure it out. Especially when they hear the right thing all the time. So, the best kind of correction, or the when I have given correction, it's never been very direct, usually, unless they're open and direct with me. So, the their approach will determine my response, kind of a thing. So, if they... Uh, if they say something like, and they go, oh, right, right, right. That's, dang it, that's the one. And so I'll just, they'll ask a question. And I'll go, oh, you mean this one? And they're like, oh, that's the one. And I've seen, I think this is, that's a better way to do it so that they can hear it. You hear the right one in the right context and that will stick with them. I've seen people get kind of crushed by that even though it's a very um, kind way to go about it and indirect. 
but again, that just goes back to people have, uh, you know, their insecurities. So it's more of a personal issue. And even if you do correct or help in the kindest way, Mm-hmm. They will find a way to be very upset and and hurt by that, and that's something that you can't. That's that's something that is not your responsibility to take care of. That's something that they have to improve on, you know, because you you have to receive correction and and learning language. Mm-hmm. So you have to build up a thick skin. I guess we should talk about those people too, right? Because we're kind of one sided. Of ah, that's the phrase I was looking for in the beginning. Thick skin. Thick skin. Me? Yes. <laughs> Not stone cold killer. <laughs> Thick skin. <laughs> Very different meanings. <laughs> but people being corrected should need to develop a, a thick skin. People that are, you know, just starting out, they're making a lot of mistakes. You guys have to develop a very thick skin for your survival. Because you may meet somebody like the two of us who are not going to be highly critical and ridicule you and embarrass you in front of people because of the mistakes you may make. But you will, you may, or you will meet people that will do so. And so for your own benefit, you should thicken up the skin because it may happen. There's, there's quite a few people like that. And you can do that by... (laughs) Well, you kind of feel like you kind of talked about it before, but it's like sound of like talk to yourself, talk through things. It's put them in the place that they deserve. Like when you get these sorts of yeah, listen to uh, listen to native. Okay, we're just talking about the language. Listen to native speakers. There's the Kaleo Hawaii recordings, Clinton Kanahele recordings, uh, even Mary Kavanapukui has them. And those are in the Bishop Museum. Listen to them. And uh, when, if you get somebody that's ridiculing you, embarrassing you, correcting you, and they don't sound at all like them. Native speakers. Yeah. Then you should take away the strength of which, of the, of the criticism that they're giving you. Mm. So maybe they, they still might have merit to Cut their criticism. Cut them criticism. down to their size. There might be merit in what they say. There might be truth in what they're criticizing you about. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to have the strength, the full strength of impact. Because they have... Because yeah. you're putting them on a level of, well, you're obviously they, you still have things to work on. And so do I. Yeah. We're in exactly. the same... We're both... St- we both have things yeah. to work on. Yeah. But I will take what you said in criticism yeah. and, and thank you for that. But it the strength with which it was delivered and maybe the mm-hmm. the cuttingness of it, you can just ignore that. There's just too many factors. Like, somebody could not be... They may not try to correct you, but they're just trying to kill your hopes and dreams of ever mm-hmm. accomplishing your goals. That's true. They're your just, intentions they're just are have, different. They just have bad intentions. They're negative. They're miserable, so they want to drag you down. That's true. So you can be miserable with them. Uh, That's true, because on the flip side, I have good intentions, but there have been times where I've done stupid things that might have hurt someone else's feelings because I wasn't really thinking through how I was saying something or delivering it. So intentions, yeah. Yeah, you can't can't really know their intentions. But you may have people that are just miserable and they want to make you miserable. They have no intention on actually making you better. They just want to see you hurt. 
Mm-hmm. You have those people. Yeah. Then you have people that have good intentions, but they, are, they have terrible social skills. So they deliver it very Are you talking brash. about me? No. <laughs> okay. We're talking about holy language. You don't do this. You're not in this pool at all of people that are like that. We're talking about people that have bad intentions when they correct you. People that are brash, you're harsh. You're talking about someone with good intentions. No, no. you didn't hear what but I said. But has bad social skills. Yeah, they may have... Well, yeah, they may have good intentions but bad social yeah. skills, so they uh, correct you in a very terrible way. So I guess maybe here could be a part of that. <laughs> I guess. Anyways. I forget where I was going with that. You don't know people's intentions. Yeah, again, though, it's just it goes back to... I mean, you you just got to take care of yourself. You have no idea what somebody's intentions are. You may get kind people. You may get rude people. You may get people that are uh, negative. You get all sorts of people in the language, Hawaiian language sphere. So at the end of the day, get some thick skin. Remember why you want wanted to learn. Keep your head down. Stay humble. Listen to native speakers. If anybody comes at you for the way you sound, well, if they don't sound anything like a native speaker, you should laugh. If they're trying to correct you because they're trying to help you, I think you should welcome that. If they do it in a brash way or in an, in an inappropriate way, then you got to call them out on it. You know? Sounds it's good. really just a big social game. you got to... Yeah. Which, because language... Is so social. integrated with social. social. That's why we gotta. That's you gotta deal with all of these aspects when it comes to language. It's not just the learning a skill. You're also yeah. developing all these social things too yeah. at the same time. So thank you so much. That it definitely answers all my questions for now, and I appreciate you so much, Molly. You're a great example to me in Hawaiian <laughs> language, in tough skin, thick skin. Um, so thanks for sharing your thoughts on all of that. And thanks, thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. We hope that you can take something, even if it's just one thing from it, uh, that will help you strengthen your language skills and your social skills <laughs> is what we seem to talk about today. Um, please find us on social media. Let us know your thoughts on this episode and just reach out. We're here to encourage and help you along your way. Yeah, I mean, just... Listen to native speakers, stay humble, build up your thick skin, keep going, don't give up. Okay, mahalo. Mahalo ke la. Aloha, mahalo nui ya o koa po. Mahalo ke koa po me ke ya o koa po Aloha.